What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Average Money Podcast. Huge. Huge. Huge, huge announcement tonight. Don't worry. We got it our way right in the beginning. We're not going to clickbait you and make you wait to the end. So you just, just give us 10 minutes. Got a huge announcement. But we're also going to talk some other things in the markets. We, we actually got to a bunch of stuff today. We got to everything from is the market bear market over? Are we reversing? Is Elon crazy and allowed to do? We even got into what tuitions and our favorite small cap stocks that we would take <laughs> over if we could take over a small cap stock. We definitely talked about real estate. I don't know where or when it happened, but I don't think we can get through an episode without that. And yeah, it was a good one. It was nice. It was an hour of action packed average money podcast. If this is your first episode, please definitely stick around for the announcement a few minutes. But my name is Brad Finn. I am joined every single week for the last 108 weeks or so. JJ Buckner, how we doing, bud? Dude, that's crazy when you say that. It's not really that because we did a couple months of two episodes. Well, still though, I mean, you know. September's, September's two years, so that's like 100 months. Ah, oh, it's crazy. Yeah. Wow. Don't give away the surprise. Make them wait three more minutes. Three more minutes. All right. JJ, yeah. Oh, I can't see anything. <laughs> All right, so we're just going to dive in, right? But you're yeah. good. You're good. Yeah. You're good. Let's get into the episode. All right, guys, I will find a nice and natural break, as I like to do. And uh, if you don't make it to the end, join us in the Discord. We're over in the Discord, having a grand old time. I'll leave a link in the description of the show notes. All right, guys, welcome to today's episode. Well, what I was saying earlier for everyone in live, I was saying that I was going to clickbait y'all and be like, the end of average money. We quit. This is this is it. Uh, but no, we're uh, we're gonna do a little a little break. It sounds like we're breaking up. <laughs> that does wow. It Breaks does. the wrong word. No, it's a let's, season finale. It's let's a. See, it's, let's see what it is. Right now, we're both busy as shit. You're yeah. moving. Yeah, I'm going away for a week and a half. Yep, and. Like we, we just my don't have time. My schedule's changing big time. Your wife's going back to work. Mommy and daddy are fighting. <laughs> who's the mommy? <laughs> yeah, who, who's mommy and who's daddy? But no, daddy? we um, because well, the thing happened with JJ's computer last year, last week or whatever, and that's why we didn't get an episode out. Sorry. And then we're like, shit, that's two episodes in three weeks that we just like didn't happen. Are we getting lazy? But it's like. Last week was just didn't happen, and then we were both busy for the rest of the week, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, and I pretty much said to Jay, I was like, I remember when you went to Hawaii, right? And we were all gung ho, like, I'm going to Hawaii, I'm bringing my microphone, we're going to record every hour on the hour episode. And like three weeks into Hawaii, you're like, oh man, it's been three weeks, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> well, and luckily we had like three episodes. Four episodes. We did. Already recorded. And um, we don't have that anymore. Mm-mm. And I think it was just realistic for me to be like, hey, you're move- You're literally moving like two days, yeah? Uh, Thursday. Yep. Thursday All morning, right. I'm driving. So, okay. So when, so when people hear this, you'll already be there. Yep. All right. So you're moving, but you're not like going with your wife yet. You're, you're taking Tuck going on a dog road trip. Yep. Me and Tucker. What I learned from my dog on a 16-hour car ride? Is that going to be a thousand miles? It's not quite 16 hours, but it will be close with stopping and everything, but thousand thousand miles. You got to get there. You got to set ship, mm-hmm. and then you got to... Then your wife shows up. Yep, that night, that evening. 
So it's not even like, yeah, you're not even going to have like a little bit of alone time. No. And then so we figured you'd take a week or so to get your bearings, but then I'm traveling from the 15th until the 22nd, right? So I'm like, okay, well, that's the third week. I'm definitely not going to be able to record during that time. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, then we're at May. Like, why don't we just take a week off? I mean, take a month off. We'll call it a season finale, right? Because... I don't know. I feel don't season finales have to end at like a certain date or like we're just like on episode one hundred and seven. We're like, all right, let's just take a month yeah. off. Yeah, we do. What we want, dude. <laughs> There's no rules. I didn't want to do like that lame thing that I did two weeks ago with like the one minute episode. So I figured, why not? We'll just like let everyone know now that if you're listening to one hundred and seven, and then it's probably going to be May until we. But we're not quitting, right? We're not quitting. Jay. No, we're not quitting. Sorry, okay. I was reading the chat. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Wait a second. I was like, where's this going? So we're definitely going to be back. <laughs> we just, we're just, it's just us, guys. There's yeah. no, there's no editors. There's no yep. film. Like, it was either that or like try and rush out like a bullshit, like 15 minute episode or something or have my friend leave. But we didn't want to, like, we've, we really have enjoyed what this has become as, as far as like being casual and, yeah, we want to be able to keep it that way. So it's, yep. but it's it's like instead of like crap trying to force it. Yeah, I'd rather just be like, dude, man, your cha- your life is changing dramatically. Mm-hmm. Go take a month off. My life is, I mean, I can make it as dramatic as I want, but yeah. So that's it. So yeah. we're gonna have a regular episode because we have some things we need to talk about. Yeah, and we just want to let people know in the beginning. So if you didn't make it to the end, like we just want to throw that out there. Yep. Huge announcement. Huge. Huge announcement. All right. So what What first? Could, uh, here's what I want to, before we go on this little break, because this will be kind of fun when we get back. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Has, is the downtrend over? I think it's gotten worse. Apple is up. Apple is up 15 of its last 16 days. The NAS is on a tear. Maybe a slight choppy week last week. Everything's back up. I think it'll be worse by the time we come back. I, I hate short-term predictions because that's literally a shot in the dark. I'm at Hell, the Aaron right Azevedo now. said Vuzi would be $50 right now, so it's, you can't get any worse than Aaron Azevedo's <laughs> yeah. Vuzi call. So. You know, a month's a little tough to say because it could be keep going green for a while, but like over the next few months, I would guess that the market's lower than where it's at today. So the rever- So the bear market is not over. I don't think so. Not with rates continuously rising, and we still don't know what's coming out with Russia and Ukraine. Yeah, there's still too many unknowns. So we could we could wake up we could wake up one morning, and there's some massive breaking news that Putin bombed Poland because he was pissed off that he can't beat Ukraine, and all hell breaks loose and the stock market's down ten twenty plus percent. You know, we still got you know Jerome Powell who's going to be raising rates possibly three more times, if not more, this year. Right. There's a lot of things that could be turning this market around. So you're not diving into leaps options just yet? No. Nope. I've averaged down um, in a few positions. I still keep putting my 100 bucks in every week to M1 Finance. I'm probably going to be raising that here pretty soon once I get um, retirement accounts fully maxed out this year. I haven't, a- I haven't added anything to them yet because I just maxed them out for 2021, but that's the next step. Now taxes are paid for. I just... So I just paid this massive tax bill, turned around and paid quarterlies today. 
Um, that's the shitty part about this is like with taxes is you, you pay your, you pay your tax bill, right? From last year and you know, five digits. So it was a decent amount. Um, and then I turn around the following week and I got to make a damn quarterly payment. And I'm like, well, how the hell am I supposed to catch up? Sucks, man. So you call me first thing, Brad, I'm moving money. I'm like, what's up? He's like, Q1 is over already. <laughs> we are going to be on top of this tax bullshit come next year. I'm, and we didn't get screwed. We had the money. Mm-hmm. We just, you're never ready for it. It just sucks. Like, I obviously we have the money. Yes. But the money's like for me, my money's always allocated somewhere. Right. So like, I don't usually keep a massive amount of position in cash. It's like, I can go pull it out of accounts, but you know, I don't keep like a huge amount. So I will say next this this year I am raising my cash position just because of the state of the market too. Mm-hmm. Um and also potential real estate properties that come up. Um definitely looking to increase our cash position a lot this year. A yeah. lot. Yeah. So right. I I I say it all the time. Uh, this might be like this might be the year I start to try and attack the mortgage. Mm. I don't know. I go back and forth every day. Yeah, I mean, I've been doing well with the day trading thing, and I realize and here's like the next evolution of that is if I get to five grand, every any and anything I make monthly over that, I'm going to withdraw down to fifty uh, to five grand, not fifty. I'm sorry, did I say fifty? Five. No, you said five. Oh, I just said five. I'm going to draw it down to five grand every single month, and whatever money I make day trading, I'm going to put on the mortgage. That's I like that because cool. I've I've learned so much. I'm about to make a video on the main channel about what I learned in the first quarter of day trading, and the last six weeks have been amazing. When I started thinking about like actual return on my portfolio, and like my goal is to make six or seven dollars a day, what happened was the six and seven dollars a day came pretty natural, and then just by doing the same thing with a, just a little more confidence. Now it's like 10 or $12 a day. And it's like, wow, I, I March, I was green. I made like 800 bucks in March. And it's like, yeah, maybe I can get this thing back to five grand. And then that would be kind of cool if everyone can hate on day trading. I'm like, well, they pay off my mortgage yeah, or at least, a, at least a fraction of it. A decent amount. Yeah. No, that's a good idea. I like that. Yeah. I like that a lot. Um, Dividends are still killing now, man. I mean, I've been team dividends since the beginning of this podcast, and I probably will never change it. So I saw somebody today made a post on Instagram or something about how they sold one of their rental properties to buy dividend stocks. Mm-hmm. And I told Lindsay, I was like, you know what? I said, depending how everything's set up, I said in like what my real estate portfolio looks like 20 years from now. Because like right now I'm fine. I can take the headaches and dealing with shit, even though it's yeah. pretty passive. Um, but like I'm dealing with some tenants right now in one of my units where one of the girl, one of the girls in there, the roommates. I probably will never rent to roommates again. Um, one of the girls moved out because she said she had mental health issues from her psychology. We had a, like an actual note from her psychologist, and now these other two tenants, roommates, are on the hook for the other rent and. I don't know. There's just some stuff going on, but like, anyways, 
really not a big deal to be honest, but it's just a little added headache. Mm-hmm. But I'm fine. I can deal with that right now. Like I'm in that stage of life where I, I'm I'm okay to handle that stuff. But I'm like, man, 20 years from now, when Lindsay and I, you know, got an empty nest, we're gonna go just forget about stuff. And if I can sell a property for three hundred thousand or two hundred fifty thousand, and just go buy two hundred fifty k worth of a div, like couple dividend stocks, and make, you know, I won't make nearly as much as what I'm making in rental properties, but it may be a lot less headache to worry about. I was like, eh, it may not be a bad idea. Like, I'll still be making enough real money in real estate to pay for everything, but just to let maybe if I got like a, a shitty house, I just want to get rid of, and it's just like, you know, it's got problems every month or something, and that one may I just unload and. What you just said is exactly what I mean when I say that I might be too old to start real estate. Because I agree with that statement wholeheartedly. But that's saying that I already have a portfolio built up. Right. You know, because like that's... But I got to build, build that portfolio. I got to start now building that up. Yeah, but I don't, think you're, I don't think you're too old, dude, at all. I don't know. You know, I'm also a huge fan of Gen X Dividend Investor. And yeah. he kind of, I mean, he was younger. He didn't do it because he was older, but he sold off his entire, he had a couple, not like a portfolio, but he had a couple properties, Yeah, sold them off. And the dude has a $2.7 million dividend portfolio, which is paying like two salaries right now. Yeah, One, that's so crazy. Like he just, he just stopped dripping. So now he's just straight just, up, straight up living off dividends. And he could pull capital and still be fine. Yeah, two point seven million he's gotten there. That's nuts, man. Yeah, it's like what's four percent? What's four percent on two point seven million? That's his yearly income from that. Wow. Somebody help me out in the chat. I'm not great with math without a calculator. Me neither. But no, that's eighty, ninety grand or something like that. More? No, it'd be not. More? Be more than that? Hundred something? I don't know. A million would be ninety k, right? So two million would be a hundred and eighty k. No, I'm sorry. Four, a, no, a, mil- a million would be forty thousand. A yeah. million would be forty thousand. Two million would be eighty k. Uh, eighty that eighty k, and then then the halfway there, Another, yeah, about a hundred k. Yeah, hundred thousand. So, yeah, be nuts. I mean, yeah, and I and I've get I got this question all the time. They're like, if you, what would you rather choose? You know, forty thousand dollars in dividends, or you know, sixty thousand dollars in rental property. I know what your answer is to that, though. What is it? It's you need enough money to live the lifestyle that you want to live and however you can achieve it, regardless of how it's done, you're going to do it. Yeah. But if the dividends covers that, if the dividend amount covers that lifestyle that I need, I would much rather own dividend stocks than real estate because there's no, dude, there's so much less stuff I have to worry about. With dividend stocks, but you don't make you don't make nearly the amount of money. That's the that's the trade off. What I can go get for thirty grand in a rental property for what I get for thirty grand in dividend stocks. Yeah, but when you're a multimillionaire, fifty grand, sixty grand doesn't mean anything. We'll just I mean we'll just escalate it though. Like thirty grand is a right. decent amount of money for me. Now I'm a millionaire, so let's say I got two hundred fifty k. Yeah, you know to go throw around. I think it depends on how much money you have. Like, like I was, I was reading today, uh, Elon Musk, we'll talk about him in a second, is going to get fined a hundred grand from the uh, SEC. And they said to somebody that has a normal median United States income, that's 0.00003% of their net worth. So it's like three cents. 
Oh, wow. A $100,000 fine to him is like three cents to us. Jeez. So it depends on how much money you have. Yeah. Do you want to talk about him quick? Uh, yeah, sure. I mean, so uh, if you guys haven't heard already, which I'm sure most of you had or have, um, Elon Musk purchased 9%. 9.2%. 9 9.2% of Twitter shares. And as most of you probably know, Elon Musk is pretty active on Twitter. He mm-hmm. gets shut down a lot on Twitter. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised the man's Twitter account hasn't been shut off like uh, President Trump's was. Mm-hmm. So what do you think about that? I mean, what do you think about him? Do you think he's doing like a, hey, F you, this is for being a you know piece of shit trying to you know, make me not say what I want to say, or I mean, what, what, what do you think? Where do you think it's coming from? Why did he buy nine point two percent of Twitter? Uh, well, a couple of reasons. For, full disclosure, first off, and I've said this before, I'm not a huge fan of his. Um, yeah, you have. You so have said everything, that. Have, everything I say is, like, I'm not a huge fan of his. Yeah, but he's straight up trolling Twitter. He, it was like a hundred and what was it? It was nineteen billion dollars. It was 724 shares. That's 174 million shares. Jeez. He's, just, he's trolling them. Now, what he's getting fined for for the SEC, I don't know if you if you knew this. And he's gotten fined by the SEC. He loves pissing off the SEC because the fines are like three cents to his net worth. Mm-hmm. So you have to report. If you purchase over 5% of a company, you have to publicly disclose that within 10 trading days. He didn't. It's been like he did it like March. <laughs> yeah, oh my god! He didn't. It's like it's been like he's literally just like I don't give a shit. It's like March fourteenth, I think. But <laughs> they said the funny thing is the day he left the poll. Like, do you think Twitter is taking away our free speech or whatever? Was the day after that he had to tell everybody, and then so he's getting uh, fined for that. He's going to get a hundred thousand dollar fine for that because he had to disclose that. And then after all this, so the, the stock price went up 26%. So I did the math on that. It was like a, a text to my wife. It would have been like a $175 million day for him from wow. Friday to today. That's how much 26% increase in shares. And I'm sure that pisses people off that he can influence the market. And he probably knows he does. He's trolling. But oh, he, he definitely knows that. He knows the loophole to like... He just knows what to and not to, well, because, I mean, him and Tesla has been fine so many times. He knows what he can and cannot say. And today he just tweeted like, what did he tweet say? Like, oh, hello. Or I'm not on Twitter. So these are all things I'm like reading off the internet. He was like, oh, here I am or something like that. What did he tweet today? What? Oh, I don't know. I haven't I seen think, it. so from the trolling standpoint, I think he is. But for what he does believe in, I'm I'm actually for it. Like he tweeted the last week because he has Starlink, right? And he gave Ukraine a bunch of the Starlink phones. And Russia was like, "You you need to stop doing that." And what did he tweeted something like, "I've been threatened to censor the things that I'm saying on this platform, and I'm not going to stop until they put a gun to my head or something like that." He is so free speech, and he even said after that poll that he took last week, last month, he's like, "Does Twitter?" you know, inhibit that free speech. And he said, as a global meeting ground, uh, what do you call uh, it? The uh, chat room, what he said, something. Uh, Town Square, I think it was the words that he used. He's like, 
you you can't take away free speech in the town square. So I don't he has an agenda. I mean they're passive they're passive shares and stuff like that, but like I think if you own a majority, can he just show up there and say to like the CEO, I like I'd like to see the CEO, please? Like, can he do that? Bro, he literally posted thirty nine minutes ago on Twitter, do you want an edit button? <laughs> He's like, he goes, I'm the king now. What do you guys want? <laughs> did, did he really tweet that? <laughs> 39 minutes. I haven't pulled up. Everyone can see it on the live. <laughs> he's so sa- awesome. He's a savage. Dude, so and crazy. As somebody that used Twitter for a short time, they need an edit button. Oh, my God. Yeah, for sure. I mean, my kind of thoughts on all that, too, man, is like. so. Do, we, do a- we want to get into if we think Twitter inhib- inhibits your free speech? I'm fine. Talk about whatever. I mean, season finale, I mean, that's baby. Not, that's not really money talk, but I mean, like, it. I mean, it is. It's business, and I think that if whatever his agenda is, I think he just wants it as much as fun as he's having and trolling people, which was what Twitter really was first designed to do, was allow you to just interact with people on 180 mm-hmm. characters. I think more than the free speech thing, I think he just wants Twitter to be funny, like fun. I, I don't know. I mean, maybe. Maybe it's a little bit of both. You know, maybe he's making a statement. Um, I don't know. But uh, as far as like, as far as like the free speech thing goes, man, it's it's tough. Because like, look what happened with YouTube. Uh, YouTube pulls down uh did you see uh uh nelk's podcast with with uh trump yeah they pulled that down after 24 hours it got five million or six million views and 24 or no was it five million or 50 million i think it was five million probably five million in 24 hours or something like that and youtube pulled it down and i watched the whole thing and there wasn't anything in there that was that i would consider deemable to pull that interview off and he even called it he was like they will take me down for this so right. you know whatever but as far as free speech goes the the here's the the kind of fine line with that is they're still technically i mean i guess they're public companies they're you know because they're being able to trade on the stock market but it's still a company it's not the government now if the government owned twitter Facebook, YouTube, and they were doing this stuff, that's a whole nother issue. You know, the, the government can't come out and say, nope, you're not going to say this. Then that's not democracy. That's not the country we live in. Now, the fact that these companies are doing that, do I agree with it? No. But I'm also like, here's the also kind of hard part about that is like, how can I be the guy that says like, you know, I'm pretty like, I'm like small government. I'm kind of libertarian. You know, I, like, I don't want the government to really tell me what to do. So how can I sit here and say that I want the government to tell these big companies what they should and shouldn't do? You know, and, and like I say, let the free market take it as it will. Right. If people don't like it, they won't use the, the platform, but everyone's still using it. And then we've even tried, you know, people have tried to come up with these more, free speech type social media platforms like rumble and uh was it truth is Mm. is trump's platform and none of them are really taken off i don't know why you know i don't know what i don't know what that mishap is there um so yeah it's a little it's a it's a weird 
area, man. And I don't know how to answer it because... What do you think his motive is then? What's Elon's motive? Why he bought 9%? Yeah. I have no freaking idea. <laughs> I really don't. Like, what the hell does that benefit him? Besides saying, like, a big F you. Like, it went up $170 million today for him. I mean, but again, though, like, do you think he really gives, like, do you think he bought no. Twitter to no, trade see, it? I, I don't I, think so. I, I think I think he's trolling them a little bit. Yeah, I would, I would agree with that for sure. Because what's to keep him from buying anything? He is the wealthiest man on the planet, no? He holds that title? Yeah, I mean, he could go buy a whole company if he wanted to. Right. And everyone thinks that's crazy and everyone's going to hate on him. I do too. But like, that's, isn't that kind of how Warren Buffett got his shot? Didn't he, yeah. didn't he buy up Berkshire and just started buying companies left and right? Like, yep. not buying shares of a company. Warren buying was, the entire company. He was literally buying the entire company. Like, is that what Elon's trying to fucking do? Maybe. Do you think, do you think it's BS that he can influence a stock price? Or do you think it's just, you shouldn't be taking stock advice from Elon? Like, should people be smart enough to be like, that's a ridiculous hype pump? Or do you think that he needs to not say that because people are idiots? Like, which is... See, here's another fine line that I always get stuck with, man. Is like, it's kind of one of those things where I don't want the government to tell me what I can and can't do with my money. And it kind of it kind of goes back to like regulate like regulation but then it's also like if there's no regulation then it's the freaking wild wild west of the finance space and everywhere every, anywhere your money's at there's no if there's no regulation anything could happen capital one could be a bank in the cartels of mexico that it's just hidden up here and i have you know i have a massive amount of cash sitting in capital one and then tomorrow they rug pull me and all my cash is gone <laughs> So, like, there's a fine line of, like, okay, I want regulation, obviously, but then I also want people to have the freedom to, well, there's I different don't know, sweet, like, there's, there's difference between censorship and regulation. You're, you're right. That's true. But that's I think that true. is, I think that is a fine line full of nuance. Yeah. You know, and I think that's, I think that's where the two sides are really conflicting on. What is the difference between censorship and what is the difference between regulation and keeping people safe? With words. From words. But I don't mind, back to him, like, influencing stock prices, I don't care about that at all. No, I don't either. Like, I, I mean, the last fine he got, he got fined for saying that he thought Tesla stock was overvalued. Should way too expensive. Shouldn't be anything wrong with that. He should be able to say that whenever he wants, right? Did he say, did he get fined about that, or did he get fined about saying that he was going to... Go uh, make it private at $420, yeah. at 420 a share? That he did get fined for as well. Now that's a little eh, you know, like that's kind of practically lying. Because you're telling people that you need to get this to four hundred twenty dollars. Right, right, right. But when he makes comments about Bitcoin and things like that, like if if you that's what I ask, like if you're going and buying a sh if you're buying Twitter yesterday or this morning because Elon Musk owns nine percent of it. I know people that cry, and even Tesla stock surged today. And I know people sell options on Tesla. It was a money printer today. You know, like should those options traders and those day traders and things like that, and those holders of these PE ratios in the hundreds and thousands, should should like I don't know, like I don't care I don't that it went up. I don't want to mess with that stuff. 
I bet I don't care that I don't care that something that he said drove a stock price, right? No, I don't care about that. So Not he at should all. He, he should be able to like say whatever he wants. I agree with that. Right? Because yeah, I mean like that goes back, you know, if Twitter can censor him on what he can only can say, then shit, he should be able to say whatever the hell, whatever, whatever the hell he wants. Right, but you said lying about a company, right? There's reg- that's, that's a little different. Yeah. That's regulations. Yes. You now know, let me ask here Here's a fun question to kind of play off that. If you're Elon Musk or, you know, you're Brad Finn that can do this, thank God I'm your friend if you could. Uh, if you could pick a small cap company right now to purchase 100% of and you are the new owner, board, you know, keep the CEO and everything. This is maybe a little tough for small caps because it's kind of hard to come up with those like off the top of your head. But do you have one that you think you would, you'd buy up? Yeah. What now, is it? are we assuming that I don't have to know how this company operates? Yeah, do whatever you want. Like, like I mean, I've trusted advisors. Like, right, I'm just stepping into the role of ownership. Sure. Yeah. I mean, CEOs, you know, employees, everyone keeps the ship running. I know mine. <laughs> I, uh, not financial advice. I love Camping World. Really? Yes. Why? Because... I'm pull this up while you're talking. Did we bring on stock over or something? <laughs> and it's mm-hmm. down so much. Wait, do you see how much is down? Which is another reason. It's dividend yield is in the nines now, I think. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I just do not see people between the ages of 22 and 30 like buying a home as like a number one priority as opposed to taking gap years and traveling around and doing van life and doing that sort of thing for one number two i think that a lot of older people that just used to retire down south into florida and buy a house down there that's getting harder and harder to do and as somebody that lived in Arizona and saw like the RV like flock or migration into Arizona, I can only see like that freedom going up. Now I will say this, the increase in gas prices is going to hurt that industry a little bit. I'll say that number one. Number two, I think that the price that they got up to was definitely COVID related, right? There was a, I think last year, I think COVID was a good thing for their company, but I just, I think about industries that can be bought up, changed, and taken over, and I don't think people are going to stop wanting to travel in some sort of Winnebago or RV form. I, I just don't, I don't see it. And I don't see, I like their moat. I don't see anybody else that can come around. Like Amazon can't do that. A big car dealership can't really do that. As things go to electric, they'll be able to evolve into that. I, I just, I don't know. And I know that they have a lot of big relationships with, you know, companies that also rent all of those things out. And as far as like, we're talking small cap, right? I think like that's one of those that's like never going to fall into any sort of regulations and things like that that can hurt it. You know, it's not really a craze, like no tattoo chef, right? Because that vegan food could be like some sort of craze or something or Smith and Wesson. I would love to get down with them. But, you know, you never know what's going to happen with the whole gun thing. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I just, that was just back of the envelope, like off the top of my head. 
So here is Camping World on the dividend tracker. Um, this is, uh, hang on, let me do something here real quick. Because I want to look at some of this. Because it, it, it's interesting to see this and to be able to look at. So the dividend grades, not, this is our, our uh, new version, but it's not out yet. Um, there's still a lot of work that needs to be done, but this is kind of the new interface of looking at tr tracker. But anyways, so yeah, dividend yield is, this says 6.74%. Some of the stuff may not be hundred percent correct yet, but, right. uh, so net margins, 9.29% solid. Um, five year average dividend growth is 66%. They, their dividend streaks only from five years, though. Mm -hmm. Looking at valuation. Uh, oh, yeah. they just went. They just recently went public. I, I don't know if Tom had. Okay, PE ratio is four point six four. Price of sales is 0.35. All those are both <laughs> wait. You know, consider supposed to be considered undervalued. Price to books fifteen. Current ratio. So looking at like financial health, one point four three, pretty solid. One point five or higher is usually like top notch. Outstanding shares, so they're they're increasing shares a little bit, mm -hmm. um, which basically, guys, what that means whenever a company increases shares is your equity kind of gets diluted a little mm -hmm. bit. Yeah. Um, revenue is continuously growing. That's a beautiful chart. I don't know if you can see this or not, Brad. We can, I'm watch. I'm watching it. Cool. Yeah. So revenue growth charts looks pretty solid. Mm -hmm. um, earnings per share growth is a little wonky, but 2019, they had a loss of 1.62. I wonder why that happened. That was uh, probably when Marcus came in and did some restructuring. Oh, and, yeah. okay. So I now, think, but don't quote me on that, but I think. Past two years, earnings per share growth looks solid. Um, here's net margin. It's kind of all, I, I don't think that one's done yet. Mm -hmm. uh, it's just new, similar stocks. Let's go to. I haven't even looked at the, all this yet. Bryce is still working on all this, but no, no, it looks good. Dividends is. If anybody wants to sign up for this, I got a link for it. I'll leave it. <laughs> um, payout ratio is twenty four, solid. <sighs> a lot of room there. Mm -hmm. Um, let's see. Dividend growth. So yeah, they looks like they must have issued it in two thousand seventeen. It's gone up and down a little bit, not super consistent. So maybe yeah. they're trying to figure out where they're at. Mm -hmm. uh, and then free cash flow is kind of all over the place too. 2020, oh my gosh, look at this. 2020, so in 2019, they had $195 million in free cash flow. 2020 shot up to $715 million. <laughs> COVID. Jeez. That's van life, baby. But look at 2021 though. Right. Twenty nine, thirty million. Right. So, that's that's a little. I mean, free cash flow sometimes all is all over the place. That's hard to judge because like Cause, yeah, cause companies I th I, use dude, that. Dude, I think they're expanding. Oh, man. I that's. Just, I mean, no, that's a good one. Like it's. It's as far as not like small, bad. And is that considered small cap? What's the? Uh, I think it just hits the mark. I think small cap is three hundred million to two billion or something like that. Uh, okay. So, yeah, like I said, that's just one. I what, do you have right, one? Yeah, yeah. Okay, go ahead. Can you guess it? 
Oh, Activation Blizzard. No, that's blue chip. They're blue chip? Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Uh, I think, yeah, they, they, their market cap's got to be up there. Yeah, they're $63 billion company. Derek asks, as an owner, what would I want to change about Camping World? Um, what would I change? I don't know. I'd have to get in there and talk to my advisors and see like uh, where some of our mm-hmm. downfalls are. But uh, as somebody that's owned businesses, margin is so important to me, and I'm like psychopathic about it. You know, the and first I, thing I change what the balance sheet. Yeah, I'd make it a little healthier. Yeah, just a little bit. A little bit. But and that, I don't really know much about Camping World. That was just a quick look at from Dividend Tracker. Yeah, yeah. Um, mine would be SoFi. Oh my gosh, I you fucking love the SoFi. You love it. I do. I like the team, like Dude, the CEO. They're a, they're a bank. I like it. They're I would love a, to own a bank. I would love to own a bank. I'm sure you can get down with Yada Bank or whatever that's called. Nah. They're, I don't think they have. They probably don't have a banking charting like. Charter license, do they? Who? Yada Bank? Uh, yeah. I don't think so. I I I don't know. SoFi's my pick. They're probably gonna go through some struggles right now if 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 a you know if student loans keep getting forgiven. But the the part I love about SoFi is that they are working on expanding even more in their other business segments. All right. Mm, that's mine. But that they're a little more in the small cap. They're like I think they're like a nine or ten billion dollar market cap. Shit's probably lower now <laughs> with where the price is. But I um this only came to my mind because I thought about like I don't know I put these apps in like the same kind of thing. Do you know if BlockFi is now available in New York? Because uh, yes, it should be. Because Weeble just sent me an email that I can trade crypto now, which I never could. I saw that. And I was like, oh, um, man, did they did they change their crypto life? Here's the problem with BlockFi, though, now. Go ahead. Interest rates are gone. Our interest accounts are gone. Really? Yep. You can't... They, uh, and didn't, the they feds, some, didn't they have some bad news, too? Didn't they get some bad press? Was that them? I remember, mm-hmm. like, hearing it and calling you up and being like, did something happen? Did they get bad press? And you were like, ah... I don't remember. I know the biggest thing was the interest accounts. And that was one of their driving sales. Yeah, I mean, that was pieces. the biggest thing. I mean, that's why I used most used them. So the cool part is the rules are the money you have in there, you still are earning interest on. All right. But you can't add any more now. So I had like seven grand in there. So I'm just letting it ride. And what was that's, the interest rate on it? I think it's like four or five percent for what Bitcoin. Were, and what were they doing with your money? They loan it to other companies. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So. And they back it with Bitcoin. Yeah. All right. Yep. Or stable coins too. I think. Yeah. I wonder why they uh, had to get rid of that. Uh, it was a regulatory issue with the feds, I think, or the SEC or whoever made the rule. <clears throat> so. Josh Everett said that they had um, user data hack. Couple weeks back. That's right. I do remember that. And it wasn't. It wasn't terrible. It wasn't super. I don't mean yeah. from what I looked into it. From what I remember, it wasn't nothing crazy. Thanks, Josh. 
Yeah, thank you. Um, it's like having a bunch of producers right there. Looks like, like we got some some SoFi love in the chat too. Yeah. I want to be like Rogan. Uh, can you just bring that up? Just yeah, no doubt. Bring, just bring that. Just yeah. bring that up. Hey, hey, Jamie, put this up here. Real quick. <laughs> Could you just Google that? Or can you uh, yeah. bring up dividend tracker, please, Jamie? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Let's look at this stock real quick. And next time Azevedo comes down, that's what he's doing. He's going to be the producer of Google stuff for us. Yes, perfect. Aaron, Aaron can you look that up, please? Yep. Why am I getting bullied? Because you said Vuzi was going to be $50. <laughs> and you're never going to live again. And then he gives us thoughts, and we're like, shut your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're not bullies. <laughs> we're not bullies. Uh, right on, man. What are you drinking? You drinking? A Michelob Ultra. Did you know that Miller Lite has only, is only one calorie, calorie more. more? I like the taste of Ultra better than Miller Lite. You're a crazy person. Nah. You're a crazy... If I give you a blind taste test, there's no shot. 100% I would not pick Miller Lite. No shot. Next time we're together, we'll do it. We'll do like we'll do like five different... Uh, like uh, Five different... Um, yeah. You know I'm a beer cicerone, right? No, I'm not talking about like a competition for me and you. Right. I'm talking about like a taste test of five different like regular brews, like a Bud Light, a Bud Select, a Miller Lite, Ultra, and we'll pick and like we can rank them. I guarantee you, I can if, I can go twenty for twenty. I mean, I probably won't be able to pick them out, but I could tell. I could I could probably guess. So there is one beer I have to for, for sure would get, and that's Stella. I love Stella, and I know the taste of it. Oh, Stella and Heineken. Yeah, I could tell a difference. You know the difference? Yeah. Okay, good. Um, like the Ultras, the Bud Lights, the Bud Selects, that's where it gets a lot. I would get a little iffy on that. Okay. Um, Miller Lite for sure would, would know. Stag, I would, would 100% know. Uh, I'm just thinking of like all these like random ass. Like Milwaukee's Best, I would, I would maybe get that confused with like a Keystone Light. These are college days. Holy shit. Um, but three so, years ago, I wish, dude. God, I wish. But no, that's that's where I'm at. I say we do that; it'd be fun. I I want to say to one other thing that was in CNBC. Shoot, they the headline. I I don't want to misquote. I took a screenshot. Social Security retirement age is moving to 67. Some experts say that it could go even higher. Now, for those of you that don't know, you can retire, you can start collecting Social Security at 62, but to get the full benefits, it's like 70, 67 or 72, depending on like your years and stuff like that. But they're talking about pushing that higher. Now, we've talked Social Security. It's not exactly like a really, really like great thing, fun to talk about. But like I said, I'm just reading some things. So the trusted funds and Social Security mission relies on to pay benefits to projected to become depleted 2034. At that time, 70% of its promised ba- uh, benefits will be payable, the government, government agency said last year. So that's the one thing I've always heard about my whole life is like, it's not going to be there. It's mm-hmm. not going to be that. Meanwhile, you can go online and see exactly what the projected date is. But I think... So the changes they want to make is full retirement from 65 to 67. What do you think? What's what's your overall position on Social Security? So coming from a standpoint of, you know, n- like not the financial JJ, 
thinking of the actual typical American where companies don't have pensions anymore, I would like to see some sort of tax that isn't going to the government. I would like to see a tax that you tax yourself. So, for instance... But at what point should people be responsible for their own future? I mean, it should be almost 100% up to their own responsibility. But the problem is, is most people just don't know. But if I could play devil's advocate here with Social Security... Okay. And well, I'm, I haven't stated my point on Social Security uh, okay. yet. Okay, okay. But let me... I, all right, so you can add to this then. Okay. Because this is something... Because I'm thinking more from the money side. And I witnessed this with my father. I feel like Social Security gives people a false sense of security that they are going to be financially set in the future, where my position is Social Security should just be like emergency money. Like, oh my God, I don't have any money. Like, good thing I got that little bit. I think that if your plan is to live off Social Security, you're putting yourself behind the eight ball already. And I don't think people explain Social Security enough to younger people and they kind of think like, oh, I'm putting money in Social Security my whole life. I'll, I'm gonna, why do I need to save for retirement? Or I got my pension coming. Why, it, I, I, that's another thing I want to add. Like When my dad hit Social Security age, it, it didn't really financially make him feel more comfortable. Yeah, I mean, I'll say this straight up. Like I would never want the government to manage my own money. The government sucks at managing money. But people like Sucks. refund checks. They like refund checks, though. Dude, it's so. I mean, like, <clears throat> do I wish everyone could just? So here, let me go back to what I was saying. Yeah, yeah. I mentioned about like a self tax. Mm-hmm. So instead of paying your social security tax, I would much rather see social security completely go away, and then you still get based. You still get taxed. <clears throat> excuse me. You still get taxed how you would on social security. But instead of it going to the government and in the government hands, it goes into your 401k or maybe we have some new special, they call it a social security retirement fund. Right. And then that is just like set up like a 401k. You can't touch it till you're 65, but it automatically goes into like a, you know, like some sort of mutual fund or maybe you get a list of options you can choose from just like a 401k or a Roth IRA, and then you just automatically, you have to pay that every paycheck. It gets taken out and it goes into this account for the unresponsible people, irresponsible people who don't plan ahead financially. At least they'll have this set up that's growing over time because it's invested in the market. Yeah. What, that's what your, I would like to see. What's your position on how what I said about it being a false insecurity? Do you believe in that at all or no? Oh, 100. So, yeah, I mean... A hundred percent. It's it's social security should never be something anyone even thinks about. Yeah. Like I I don't this, the thought of social security in my head doesn't even I don't even plan on it. I don't plan on having it. I don't plan on using it. It's not even something that's in my future thoughts of financial stability. If they got rid of it, what do you do with somebody that's sixty and has been waiting for their whole life? I'll tell you this. My grandma lives on Social Security. Okay. It's all she's got. It's all right. she lives on is Social Security. So it's, you know, it's, uh, I mean, she's, I take that back. She's got, you know, paid for house and stuff, but she still needs to pay bills. Because what I'm saying is, right, isn't, her, so her check is being funded by the 20-somethings. Right. Us, right? So if you eliminate it, 
and say, okay, the 20 sums aren't going to do that, then how are the 80 sums going to get paid? I don't like, know. That's going to have to be some from funding pulled elsewhere. Or yeah, or do you have like, all right, everyone under or anyone born after this year is no longer going to pay into security, social security and they're never going to get it. Like, like when we introduce something new into my building, like the incoming freshmen get it first and then they keep it and it, and it follows them up, you know, like, like they were the first one with one-to-one computers and then they were sophomores and the freshmen got them. Then they were June. So we didn't just say, here's everyone's, everyone's getting a laptop. Yeah. Everyone figured it out. We kind of like, you, you build it in. So is that what you'd have to do? Or could you just be like, nope, it's over. We're going to distribute the money the best we can and then it's going to be over. I would say, uh, yeah, because that would be tough for like the individuals who rely on social security to live. Right. I would say who has ever passed that cutoff mark of, you know, the first age that you hit to where you can start pulling social security. I would say anyone under that age gets a tax credit. Okay. So like instead of getting, you know, instead of pull, instead of getting money paid to you, right. The following year and from every year on that you paid in so so if you paid 50 years in social security, that would be a good you'll, one. You'll You'll basically, and this is, I'm thinking about the shelf top of my head, so it's yeah, may sound yeah, no, stupid that's to good, people, but. That's a good one. That's a good it'd be, one. Yeah, it'd be like a tax credit that you get on your future earnings from anything for the next, you know, however long you live. Yeah. So. Do you think that, do you think like them increasing the age two years, is that a big deal? I don't know. I think it shows the true signing is that maybe they're running out of money. Right. Why the hell, why, why else would you do that? I mean, right. I mean, I don't think life expectancy is shooting skyrocketing up, is it? No. I don't know. I think I, the last I looked, it was like 72 or something like that. Yeah. So, I mean, but but going to 67, that means they expect you to have four years of retirement until life expectancy. Yeah. Which is like, yikes. Yeah. I mean, but then again, to, like, I don't know. There's so many different angles. Like your grandma, right? You said she lives off of it. If she stayed away from consumer debt and things like that. Like that's all she really would need to live, you know, but I am just, I don't know. Like somebody asked before, like would I raise interest rates, dude, I would make interest rates 12%. Uh, me too. Interest rates should have been, interest rates should have been raised three years ago. I, and like, I want it to be like, if you need to like, we know about hard money loans, right? For real estate. If you want to do something quick, you can borrow it at 12%. So 12% is doable if you're going to do the right thing with that money. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to make it astronomical like 26, and, but I would make, yeah, I would make interest rates 12%. You want to borrow money? You better need to. I mean, we can't do that right. You know, you can't do that right off the bat. Like you can't jump rates 12% no, all hell no, and break. No, I know no. what you mean, but no, I'm yeah. trying to like, you know, I'm trying to lay it out a little bit for yeah. you. No, yeah, and and also what I think is that it should be a requirement for anybody that issues a loan to tell people on the spot how much they are actually going to pay when the when the loan or the nut is paid off. Yeah. Like I think it should be a law that when you get a $400,000 mortgage I mean, they see that. They don't go through that. They don't no, say, but it's they don't all in there. You in, they don't say to you, in 30 years, you will have paid $780,000 for this house. But if you do the 15-year loan, you right. would pay X amount. Or like, yeah, like a lease. If they're, mm-hmm. like, if the, if they're like, we're going to lend you this money, but by the time this lease is over, you will have paid this much actual amount of money. People yeah. sit by and be like, dope, I'll take the debt. I, that's, I'm aware. 
But yeah, I think I would love to rage the interest. A rates. point a point I want to make for Aaron. Um he had a good point. He says, I'm glad they didn't raise the rates until now. Bought a house in September twenty twenty one. But here's something to think about, Aaron and other listeners. If interest rates Let's say Aaron bought a, a $400,000 house. That's probably the, around the average, four fifty dollars maybe, for a typical American home. You just pissed off 85,000 people, by the way. Actually, nah. not that many people listen, but you just pissed off 85 yeah. people when you told them 400000 is a reasonably price on both ends. The New Yorkers no, I'm and, saying and, and Alabamians, are, I don't think that's the average home price in America. Three hundred and fifty to four fifty is it's got to be somewhere in that range. Just look it up so that we're not. You know how they are. Tim said four hundred fifty k. Four hundred fifty three. Four hundred fifty three. Yeah. Okay, so that's the number we're using. Okay, good. So four hundred fifty thousand is the average home price. Right. Let's say Aaron bought his house for four hundred fifty thousand. Right. But that's because rates are low, right? What What would Aaron's home price be if an interest rate was seven percent that's i was going to make the same exact point when he said that and i was i'm so glad you said that yes i mean aaron could have bought that house for maybe a hundred if he bought it for 450 but interest rates are were seven percent he may have bought the house for 225 instead right. of 450 and i mean who knows if it's really apples to apples but what you're saying is that historically speaking right when interest rates go up, home prices come down, and that that difference in interest rate could be somewhat reflective of what he might have paid for a lo- his house probably would have been less expensive. And that's the power of real estate investing, man. I'm praying for real est- for uh, interest rates to go up because this is what this does for like a real estate investor, right? Is when rates go up, yes, you're spending a little money on the loan, but typically over time, rents tend to keep going up. Right, they may drop a couple hundred bucks here or there, but rates tend to just linearly go higher. So let's assume it even drops a little bit because home prices are coming down and everything. Let's let's do that. The cool part is is now as an investor, I can now get into properties quickly because there's maybe more deals on the market because prices have come down, interest rates are higher. That's pushing a lot of the, you know, uh, home buy like actual home buyers out of the market cuz they're like, "Oh my god, 7%, I can't afford that." In return bring home prices down. So me as an investor, I look at that as opportunity because now I'm getting into a property. Yes, I'm going to have a higher interest rate. I figure that into my numbers. If it's still cash flows, then it doesn't change for me at all. I don't give a shit what I pay in interest as long as I'm making money. That's all I care about. And then me as an investor also, I have the knowledge and the power to pay off that property as fast as I want to. If the interest rate's 7% and I want to take the rest of my money and get a guaranteed 7% uh, return, I can go put all that money into that property and have it paid off in however many years it takes me to pay it off. And now i got a fully cash-flowing house, no mortgage, Debt free, no risk. I mean, a little bit of risk, but no risk when it comes to like you know, dude. It's oh, I, I wanted to. I want rates go up so bad. And I'm not saying that I want people's like if you have debt that I want your current interest rate to go to twelve. That's not what I'm saying either. Right. right. What I'm saying is I if we start with a clean slate because you're bringing up housing prices, I want to bring up uh, tuition. I think that's a major problem. Like I feel like college is kind of like the medical field. Like going and getting a checkup costs $800. Why? Because that's what they can bill insurance for it. But if 
if if if insurance wasn't paying eight hundred and the actual price was fifty, you know, the prices for things would come down a lot. If ninety nine percent of tuition wasn't paid by from a loan that was going to be paid back, and people actually started being like, "No wait, I need to pay for this myself." That's going to ruin the supply and demand chain of university, and that's also going to drive student loan debt down. Yeah, right. You, agreed. You, you're only going to take that debt if you're a really going to go to class. B, you're going to use that degree for something like raising interest rates for future debts. Oh, would be- do you think so, though, man? You really think, think so? Do I think what? That students have that thought in their mind. Yeah. I know most students that I talk to, they wouldn't even be tell you they would not be able to tell you what their interest rate was in their student loans. Really? Hands down. Do you think parents would be more apt to step in or give that advice? Possibly. Or like I just mentioned, it should be a law for them to disclose to you how much you're gonna have to pay back. I because definitely I'll tell think, you this, I well, might not know what my student loan interest rate was on my first loan, but I was smart enough that if you were like, Brad, you're going to borrow 70 and you are going to pay double that back, I probably wouldn't have taken all of the money and gone out drinking. I probably would have just taken tuition. I'd like, I think the colleges need to be reprehended or need some, need some law changes because what they do is robbing from uneducated children. You've said it once and you said it before. That's you all they do. You can't get a mortgage, but a 16-year-old can get a fucking... <laughs> $250,000 loan to go to college. It's right. ridiculous. You can't get a $10,000 business loan, but you can go to school for two hundred fifty k and completely screw your whole life up. <laughs> Doesn't make a lick of sense, and it pisses me off, to be honest. It's better than getting pissed on. It's true. Yeah, no, it, it's a it, scam. It, I, dude, I live it. I see it every day. So it's horrible, it's man. Brutal. It's brutal. But if I, I do think that if you raise interest, it's going to bring down housing prices. I think it's going to bring down tuition too. Yeah. Yeah. Because there's only going to be a certain You would hope so. Right. You, you would. I mean, but it's going to be, you keep telling me about this magical housing market that's going to come down when interest rates, I'm, I'm on board. Yeah. Get them up. Get them up. Get them up. I'm right, down man. with it, man. All right. I think, uh, I think we're going to wrap up this finale. See you, you guys got, in a few weeks. Unless you got anything you want to share. Um, Not really. I mean, no. If you're in the Nashville, Tennessee area, um, reach out to me. I'll be down there the 15th to the 22nd getting weird. Really weird. Really, really weird. I know that my CCO, for all of you that aren't married, that's chief communications officer. <laughs> I'm sure she has a full itinerary for me, so I can't commit to anything. But if you're going to be in the Nashville area, I'll be down there. I'm really pumped to go. Really pumped to go. Also, too, if you miss me, I'm back on Instagram. Started posting on Instagram again. So the Fin Mindset, you can come over and play there. Are you gonna give? Are you gonna be off, JJ? Are you gonna be offline? What are you doing? You making videos? Um. So this week for traveling, I'm gonna try and film like maybe one or two videos on dividend freedom, just to have those ready to go. But right. I don't know. It's kind of a play it by ear, see how it goes. And you can hop in the Discord. So I'll be yeah, there. yep, I'll definitely be in there. But yeah, no, it's uh probably a month, right? You figure? Yeah, we'll get month. back maybe a. 
maybe Cinco de Mayo will be on a Wednesday or something. We can do it. Oh, that'd yeah, be yeah, fun. Yeah. yeah. That'd be fun. We'll, we'll be back. We're not going anywhere. Nope. So just thanks for your uh, what was it, understanding, consideration. I don't know what it yeah. is. Yeah, I mean, we we appreciate this big time, though, guys. Like, this is uh, it's been a pretty cool experience for Brad and I to kind of build this little average money community that we have. And, you know, I mean, we, we see you guys here every week, you know, the live stream. It's cool that we, like, get. it's not like we're just talking to a camera, like, on YouTube. Like, we actually get to know some of these people and it's pretty cool man we've tried to record cool. we've tried to record without the chat it's just boring <laughs> yeah i mean the chat's so much better <clears throat> i mean i suck at trying to like keep up with it during our conversations because i lose my train of thought but um it, it's it's been it's 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 nice to have it but also um uh oh damn what was i gonna say something about <laughs> i don't know I was going somewhere with the average money community, but I can't remember. I'll th- if I think of it, go ahead. Keep talking, but if I think of it, I'll, I'll jump in. That's really all I got, man. Okay. So safe travels? Yeah, man. Thursday, heading out, me and the dog. All right, guys. Oh, Derek said, money house was legit. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> Off to Peaky Blinders. Thanks, guys. Getting more love in the chat. We got to go because I'm going to get all choked up even though we'll be back in a couple. We're not quitting. I swear to God. We'll be back in a month, dude. (laughs) All right. I got to do the intro anyway, so I guess we'll stick around for just one second. All right, guys. Thanks so much, and we'll, uh, we'll talk to you next month.